I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design, with a chat about design and traffic. What do these two things have to do with each other, you might be asking? Well, everything. I think it's safe to say that we are in the midst of an industrial revolution of sorts. I, I think one might not always notice the changes going on around them until those changes significantly affect their own lives. If you live in Southern California or any major metropolitan city, you have probably noticed that your life is being directly affected by changes in the weather, traffic patterns, and just sheer volume of people. All of these changes are real, and they're happening for a number of reasons. Our cities are getting more crowded, particularly in both traditionally desirable areas and in downtown areas. And when downtowns grow and the suburbs grow, Infilling is not far behind. The gig economy and shared vehicles, shared residential, shared commercial spaces means that more people are out of office and out of home. Now, factor in the fact that there's an app for just about everything. That means, be it Waze or one of the others, your secret shortcut from the South Bay to the Pacific Design Center or downtown is now public knowledge and every Uber and Lyft driver is using it as well. Sorry about that. So what does that have to do with design and architecture? Again, everything. It means that our homes and offices are in need of material changes in form and function. Things like adding charging stations to exteriors, transitioning from living rooms, dens, and dining rooms to more universal use spaces. Uh, it means finding ways to increase indoor-outdoor livability and trying to account for what's next. I've been saying for some time now that architects and designers are like our next futurists. You're prognosticators of what's coming next, and you need to design accordingly. Because you're not necessarily designing for the next five years. You're designing for the next 50. It's with that in mind that I recorded this conversation from the LA Design Festival with uh, LA Metro Senior Manager, Lead Designer for Signage and Environmental Design, uh, Charlene McLaughlin, and Dave Sotero, spokesman for LA County Metro. The conversation covers a lot of ground, from art to policy. So enjoy this. But before we get to the conversation, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and invite you to join in the conversation. You can find us at Convo by Design on Twitter and at Convo by Design, this time with an X, on Facebook and Instagram. You can also find videos from these conversations on our YouTube channel. Again, search Convo by Design and you'll find over 130 videos from some of your favorite guests, including the following. If you like the show, please send it to a friend so they can join our design community or you can subscribe uh, at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite uh, podcast source. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Convo by Design is presented by Snyder Diamond and has been since episode number one. Snyder Diamond is always first with what's next in the kitchen and bath. That's the philosophy of second generation president Russ Diamond. He travels the world looking for the appliances, fixtures, and finishes for the kitchen and bath that allow designers and architects to create amazing spaces for their clients. Products like those from Mila. I recently toured the Mila showroom and was stunned really by all of the amazing products that Mila has to offer, from coffee machines to ovens, ranges, hoods, combo steam ovens, washers, dryers, dishwashers, all made with that Immer Besser philosophy hard-coded into the very DNA of this family-owned and operated company since their founding in 1899. Mila products are made to serve 
and built to last. They possess the form and function you expect, and they were created with the future in mind. The technology integrated into these appliances, remarkable, and they were designed to work seamlessly together, all to make life that much easier. Now, combine this world-class product with the standard bearer in customer service, Snyder Diamond Service is here for you, and you have a powerful partnership. Find out more at any of the three Los Angeles area Snyder Diamond showrooms and check out some fantastic limited time offers and promotions from Mila while you're there. You can also learn more at SnyderDiamond.com. My name is Charlene McLaughlin. I'm the lead designer for the signage and environmental graphics design program at Metro, Um, part of a larger uh, department, the arts and design program, um, which also incorporates uh, public art and performance arts and asset management. And I'm Dave Sotero. I'm a spokesman for the uh, LA County Metro. Um, A lot of my projects have to do with transit projects that are under construction. Um, I'm the lead on the Purple Line Extension Project that's going out to the west side, the Sepulveda Transit Corridor Project uh, that's going to be providing a rail line through the uh, Sepulveda Pass from the valley to the west side, and the Bike Share Program. So it's quite a diverse array of projects that I oversee. This is Combo by Design. We are at the LA Design Festival, uh, downtown LA. And this is a conversation that I was really looking forward to because I'm, I'm a native Angelino, born and raised. And so when I was growing up in the Valley, the rule was you had to leave yourself 20 minutes to get anywhere in LA County, mm-hmm. 20 minutes. And then... <laughs> it might I, be more now. <laughs> you're laughing, yes. Well, the rule has changed. Uh, and then when I came home the first time, uh, early 2000s, it had, it had jumped to you know 35 40 minutes um and, and now forget about it there, yeah yeah there's, there's just you, you just can never tell um and and it's funny because i was we we were talking before we hit record you know i was talking to dave and i i said you know it's it's unfortunate you guys can't do anything right you know you just sort of looked at me but it's you know it's true that people will criticize you for for criticize metro for you know the traffic jams that's not the issue but what i so but what i do want to do is flip it a little bit and talk about what metro does you guys are designing transit for one of the largest cities in the country you're designing the way people move around in a in a car choked city and it starts with the design, and it starts with the art. So, Charlene, how how does how does Metro view art? How does the art program work? How many different aspects to it are there, and how does that actually affect transportation and transit? Um, well, there is a art program, but there's also a design program. Um, like I mentioned, the art has. Um, incorporates the public art and performance art. I'm more involved on the signage and wayfinding disciplines as well as fleet graphics. Um, There's also a marketing department with the design studio and they focus on getting the messages out. Um, But for me, when it comes to transportation and design and what I do, you know, We try and create a climate of consistency within our system. 
The one thing we've learned is when you get people in familiar places, um, they could be a new station, but when they can see that brand message, the brand signage we use, the graphics, the colors, um, consistently used across every station, um, that's the familiarity we bring to our customers. And you know, we hope that sends a message that Met Metro is simple to use. Um, Metro is, is reliable. Uh, Metro is safe, you know, and we're trying to provide the best service we can uh, to our customers. In terms of the fleet, we try and uh, use that same philosophy of, of, um, of consistency there as well. You know, we're, our, our vehicles are like our moving billboards across across the LA landscape. Um, you know, the, we, have, we don't have it out there yet, but we've been working on um, revamping our rail fleet. You know, we did a great job back in 2002 with our buses, uh, and we came out with these very punchy, bold colors. You know, we wanted to um, show all the Angelinos that Metro is cool, Metro is friendly, and you know, we, we rebranded uh, the, the vehicles with these poppy-colored buses, um, red buses, and, and then the fleet, you know, we try to leave it with the natural stainless beauty that it is, but um, then we realized there's a lot of safety issues that came with that. So we, we went back to the drawing board and we wanted to develop some identity as strong as we have for the buses for our trains and we're working on that now in-house we looked at um, I know in your previous podcast they mentioned the Hollywood sign and that is part of our inspiration for the designs that you'll be seeing hopefully in the future for our fleet and um, you know like I said we're trying to get these billboards, moving billboards across LA and getting people to ride Metro. When it comes to wayfinding, mm -hmm. it, it seems like trying to paint on water. You know what I mean? It seems like, it, how, how is, there, there's some science that has to go into the, the art of it. Yeah. What's the process? Um, well, you know, growing up, enjoying puzzles. <laughs> Um, I really kind of found my, my niche, you know, this is, this is the thing I really love. When I first started in Metro, I started more um, on the marketing side, and I really had a strong interest in signage. And Metro is, you know, people feel like, oh, we've been around a long time, but, you know, in the bigger picture, we're a pretty new agency. Um, you know, you look at New York, who's been here for 65 years, we're barely going to, like our rail system is barely going to make 30 years. So we're still fairly new. Um, we're still trying to develop that signage program. But what we've done so far is, you know, we think about who our audience is. We think about the demographics that make up Los Angeles. And that's probably one of the... Um, biggest criteria we always take into consideration. Uh, we have an accessibility committee that we work closely with. We work closely with our safety and security. And so when it comes to wayfinding, 
we have a mission to move people who are taking it for fun, um, you know, late to an interview, and the timing, you know, the placement of the messages, when you come out of the train and you're in an underground and you have to reorient yourself, it just has to be placed just in the right places, you know, to get our customers moving and to get them where they need to, whether they need to make transfers to buses, um, they want to take a bike share. Um, so those are all the things we look at, and it's, it's pretty daunting. You know, it, it's very daunting, and um, for every project we think, hey, yeah, we've come up with the standards, we've got it down, and, you know, there's always just some new problem <laughs> uh, that comes, you know, creeps up or it's just, uh, you know, just a new environment that we have to deal with and, um, or, you know, new initiatives that Metro's working on that we try and incorporate. So those are some of the wayfinding challenges. And Dave, we were talking a little bit, Dave's an apprehensive guest here. <laughs> like, I don't want to step in the middle of this art conversation. But as I mentioned, you know, we, we have policy, you know, people who, who discuss policy on, on, the, on the podcast all the time. And I think, you know, policy is integral in the design of it. And the design is integral in the, you know, you've got form and you've got function and here it's pretty, but is it going to work? You know, we've put enough thought into it to make it work. What are the initiatives that are that are affecting LA, knowing that they change constantly. In 2018, going into 2019, the initiatives you're working on now. Well, I think it's interesting. We started this conversation by saying you know, it's it's Metro can't do uh, things right, and I think it's a reflection of the uh, the fact that we live in the car capital of the world, and it's extremely difficult to get from point A to point B. Uh, without getting stuck in traffic in some way, shape, or form. So I think uh, we're trying to change that. We're trying to become the transit capital of the world. And I think uh, in the last few years, we've been very aggressive in building new transit lines uh, that give people options to leave the car at home, uh, to make a trip on transit, uh, and uh, help with reducing traffic. Instead of being part of the problem, you're part of the solution. So one of the catalysts of this entire uh, program is the Measure R program and the Measure M program. These are sales tax measures that passed in previous years. And they've really given us the ability to transform the transportation system in LA County. We're not only doing transit, we're doing highway projects as well, uh, goods movements projects, and also those connections that you need to make to get to transit. They're called quote unquote first lot, first mile, last mile problems. And so we just have a tremendous agenda. To answer your question, um, in, the most, in the last few years, we've opened up the Gold Line extension. Uh, we're, there, uh, we have our partners that are building the Gold Line further to uh, Montclair. Um, we have the, uh, the uh, Purple Line extension project that is currently under construction. That's a subway project, a very, uh, a very important project that's going to be able to connect people from downtown LA to the west side. I mean, that'll be a game changer for those uh, two areas, particularly because 
they're the two biggest employment centers in LA County. And we also have the regional connector. It's another transit line in the downtown LA area that's gonna connect our light rail lines and give you a one seat, one ride. So we're really doing a lot. We're making a lot of efforts with the taxpayer's investment to transform the region, provide more transit options for everybody, and give people a solid argument for changing their commute, getting out of their cars, and helping being part of the solution rather than the problem. When you're at a party, do people always say when they find out what you do, say, how come I can't get a train from point A to point B? Do you get that a lot like a doctor who says, oh, well, it hurts right here. <laughs> do you get that? Well, yeah. I, I, I think the, the biggest thing is uh, people need to do a little bit of research because chances are, nine times out of ten, there is a way to get there via transit. And if you, I, I guarantee you, if you ask ten people uh, what the nearest bus line is in their area, they probably wouldn't be able to tell you that. That's a simple answer. We, we usually have a, a bus line within a half-mile radius of most residences in L.A. County. but particularly for Los Angeles County, um, we have some work to do to, to change our culture and to have people embrace transit and to know where their transit lines mm -hmm. are in their neighborhood and to know how they can combine perhaps maybe a bicycle ride with a train ride to get to that special destination that you're trying to get to. So a lot of time is just a little bit of education. We're here. Uh, to help uh, raise that education for people and to let them know there's plenty of destinations that you can get to in LA County on a bus or a train. Back to the arts side of it. What's the process that Metro uses to evaluate and, and implement arts programs? Um. In terms of in, in, in terms of what, what people see on buses, on trains, on signs, what people see starts somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that somewhere is, is someone saying, here's what we want it to look like. Here's the aesthetic that we want it. You know, if you look at the, if you look at the New York subway mm -hmm. system, mm -hmm. right, they sell merch. I mean, they sell T-shirts. People have posters in their room sure. of, of, the, of the subway art and the subway graphics. Mm -hmm. um, that becomes a thing. It becomes, you know, in some cases, it becomes cult-like yeah. in, in its following. People haven't identified with a certain line. Yeah. It becomes theirs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the aesthetic and what we want it to look like, and what we, want it to, what, what we want those images, the feelings that we want them to evoke. Where does it start? Well, um, you know, often I find myself, when I'm in the design studio, it's, and I approach projects, it's always this balance. There's a balance between compliance, there's a balance, and, and legibility, and um, you know, making things consistent with our brand. So in terms of, of how we approach things, um, one is legibility is far, far most the important thing. Um, the thing that makes it difficult and challenging at times is California, what people might not know is California has some of the most stringent 
guidelines in terms of compliance, terms um, in regards to um, ADA compliance. We have a, um, a CalDAG um, set of regulations that we need to abide by. And sometimes we're, f we're placed in a situation where we want to provide customers information, but we you know, it's almost impossible to meet, to, to use regulation and to, to bring the two together um, and make it work. And I know that that sounds confusing, but an example would be, um, when, you know, when we look at uh, cap, cap heights, you know, we look at line maps. Uh, we want to provide line maps in stations, right? That's something simple that customers could use, you know? Where am I going? Point A to point B. But there's actually a regulation that says, you know, that that cap height needs to be five-eighths inches. You need to provide route maps in tactile braille. So now we have all of these issues, right? Or not, I don't want to say issues, but criteria. And we have to figure out, how, okay, so, so we did a test, okay? We have great designers, you know, they, they, they take all the criteria, they put it together. And for the upcoming regional connector line, which is going to connect Long Beach to Zusa, they put this line map together, 5 eighths inches, tactile braille, and it was uh, like 8 feet tall. <laughs> you know, and we're talking about tactile braille, the compliance is not to have that tactile text higher than 60 inches and no lower than 48 inches. So, you know, when we're faced with situations like that, it makes it difficult. So we, you know, we have to say, we need to provide this information to our customers, but how can we do that if there's all these restrictions and regulations? Um, so it's, you know, it's about being creative and then figuring out, um, okay, well, let's, you know, provide it um, as temporary information, you know, on, on backlets instead. Um, but, you know, the, that's kind of um, some of the challenges, you know, in our approach. Another one is we have to remember when I talked about demographics, um, and, you know, preparing for the Olympics, we're going to have visitors from all over the world. You know, we have a civil rights department that's, you know, really um, um, buckling down on the limited English proficiency program. So we're starting to redesign everything to incorporate pictograms so that um, signs could be understood easily by people who, who speak English and who don't. Um, and I think, I mean, that, that's basically our process, you know, um, is, is getting people from A to B the most efficient way possible, providing those signs um, at key points, because the station is this, uh, it's like a, a spatial puzzle that, you know, they have to get through. Um, and we understand this is, this is people's livelihood, right? Not everyone takes transit for fun, you know? They, they need to get to, um, you know, their class. They need to get to their jobs. They have a court appointment to get to. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big responsibility, and it's actually very challenging and, and fun at the same time. You know, I hate using that word fun, but, you know, like I said, it's if you enjoy puzzles, it, it really um, is is satisfying, you know, to be able to work, um, work on uh, 
many different types of projects. Dave, what's the, what's the mission? What's the Metro mission for, you know, give me a time frame, call it 10 years out, 15 years out. What's, what's the goal? Because a realistic goal can't be, well, we want everyone out of their cars. That's not a realistic goal. What, what is the goal? Well, I think we have a number of goals. If you look at what the agency does, uh, we actually have a few mandates. Uh, we're the transportation operator, we're the funder, we're the planner, we're the designer. We do everything, and, that's, and we're unique in that respect. Um, not all transit agencies have the, the uh, scope that Metro has. We're actually the third largest uh, transit agency in the country behind New York and Chicago. So we have a huge mandate to improve transportation of all kinds within the county. I mentioned earlier, you know, we, we're not just a transit operator. We also, um, we have the freeway service patrol when your car breaks down on the freeway. Those trucks come and help you, they're funded by Metro. We also fund goods movements because we have two of the largest ports in the country bringing goods into the LA area and through the LA area. So we just have a tremendous mandate. We want to help keep LA moving. If you had to boil it down to a single thought, keeping LA moving is, is probably a good description. Uh, you do that with transit, but uh, there's just a, a, a tremendous amount of ways in which you can help um, keep, the community, keep the community moving because we're not getting any smaller. We're only gonna get larger. Over the next few decades, you know, we, we, we should easily anticipate another two, 2.3 million residents in the county. So if everybody decides to drive for every single trip they make on a daily basis, you can see how that is unsustainable, and it will become more, or, you know, more unsustainable in the future. So we have to shift modes. A percentage of us have, an increasing percentage of us, have to switch modes and help help uh, address these congestion problems with new modes of getting around. Where can people? find more information? Um, well, they can go to metro.net. Mm -hmm. um, and under projects, we have a lot of subcategories. Um, the one thing I do want to say, though, is that metro is not just about buses and trains. I think that's the, it's the misconception. You know, we, um, um, we have a lot of initiatives that we support. There's bike, van pool, um, freeways, highway projects, and like Dave said, we're all about keeping people moving in the county. So what is wayfinding for the, the artistic side of, of the, the functionality element? You know, now that you mention that, how do you, I'm, I'm trying to think through how you speak to people in all different methods of transportation. You know what I mean? At some point, street painting for cyclists is probably of importance. Mm -hmm. And and wall signs in areas where street signs aren't available. Mm -hmm. It seems like it, from a from a tactic standpoint, from a from a city from a future planning standpoint, there's a lot more that goes into this than than simply creating a, effective and or efficient signage. Yes. Um one, one thing really quick that we didn't touch on that I should have was the maintenance issue. And that's something that we feel um, and consider very strongly when we design at Metro. Um, 
and it struck a chord when he had said paint. <laughs> um, you know, we, we think about in terms of like color palettes, uh, you know, we try and really be mindful about limiting those because if you think about our maintenance yard, you know, the more color we add, the more buckets of paint they need to keep just to touch up, you know, a rail, a rail, um, you know, post. So those are things that we really like to consider. Um, in terms of designing wayfinding within the cities, um, Dave mentioned first, last mile, some of the challenges that uh, we face is um, things like property lines. You know, so it sounds silly, but you know, where Metro property line ends, our mission stops, and then we have to get the cities involved. Um, and that's always a, a difficult and challenging process on its own because, um, you know, the coordination involved in that, but the limited time constraints we have on projects um, and budget, right? Um, so those are all things that, you know, we taken consideration like we're always thinking about you know this is taxpayer dollars we have to use this effectively you know we can't have these change orders or so we've they've developed programs um, I know there was a grant program for first last mile that they offered to various cities um, in the past couple years and you know we've given kind of them the responsibility to take that effort and you know we provided with them provided them with a um, guidelines and standards on how to, you know, trailblaze, provide trailblazing information to our stations. Um, so those are some of the things that, you know, we're trying to be more creative about on, on kind of passing that responsibility over to other municipalities. Sounds complicated. It gets, yeah. <laughs> It does. It sounds really complicated, and hopefully this has shed a little bit of light um, on what you guys do. And again, give the website again so people can find all their information. Uh, Metro.net. Okay, for everything they need. Uh, Dave, did we miss anything? We get everything? No, I think it was, it's been an interesting conversation. I think um, just on the design side, um, we have a uh, design criteria for the construction of new stations on the Metro uh, rail system, so they're going to be very uh, similar in the f in their use of materials with um, glass and steel. Um, you know, we're building numerous rail lines now, and in the future, we want to make sure that all of those stations are consistent, and so that people know, I know exactly where that metro rail station is, because it's uh, it has the same type of identity as uh, as the station I just got out of. So. That's a really, it's called a kit of parts, and they have a very established ways of uh, building our future stations that are really gonna help the public find uh, where they need to go using those stations. That's great. This, is, this has been like eye-opening, especially, you know, especially as, a, as a native Angelino. Transportation is probably the number one concern you have short of you know family and health and money uh, aside from that you know it's part of like how do i get to work and how do i do it without spending two hours in the car each way mm -hmm. so thanks for being here thank, thank you. you very much convo by design is proud to be working with vendome furniture design culture it's the key to their success it's what pushes them to consistently create new collections that give spaces a new dimension they create dialogue between environment and form Vendome pieces can transform the simplest space into one filled with glamour that is both unique and extraordinary.
And isn't that what design is all about? Creating atmospheres where you can take hold of life and enjoy it to the fullest? Vendome products are simple and elegant, contemporary and exceptionally comfortable. Their crafted, modern, durable, molded resin, glass, and metal designs are unique and they beg to be enjoyed. They search the planet for the right designers that embody the Vendome spirit and work together to create remarkable pieces into an exclusively Vendome mode of expression. And if you haven't seen Vendome before, you can check them out in uh, some of the Convo by Design videos you'll find on our YouTube channel. But you can find them in their showrooms at the D&D Building in New York, Wynwood in Miami, and the Pacific Design Center here in LA, or online at Vendome.com.